What's going on, friends? You know, it is Thursday, and there is things getting heated up here in the United States, especially in the home state of Texas. The Texas border between Texas and Mexico is the hot topic right now. Everyone's talking about it, and we got our friend Joe Lanou on here that just got 200 new subscribers today. Welcome, old Joe Lanou, to the show. What's up, Joe? What's going on? What's going on? Man, it's been a big day. I've been gone, like, like I've been gone uh, dealing with Christmas lights and dealing with some friends in the Christmas business, so I haven't been following it, but I have, like, looked on my phone a few times a day, and I've seen there was a couple updates from Greg Abbott, but you've actually been looking at a little bit more than me. What was the things that happened on Twitter today? It seems we, well, boiled over from uh, where the media started with Texas was um, basically thumbing their nose at the Supreme Court over this order to cut wire order not to cut wire uh it seems like a lot of people are are, are confused about that uh, that uh the state of texas is um uh knowingly not following a directive or an order of the supreme court of the united states uh, and if that were the case that would be kind of tricky because you know, this conversation you and i've had the only thing left after that is you either give up the cause or you force it it's not there's no other realm to go to 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 get to redress on whatever problem or issue you've got but that's not what happened uh but it seems like that seems to be the the trend on on x is that that's where we're at and then the states that have uh, uh shown uh, solidarity with texas either by sh sending some sort of uh, law enforcement support to support personnel to the border or uh national guardsmen the, i've seen a lot of maps where they're lining up like these states are against the federal government and that's that's just not the case texas has a has a solid argument it's something that it's, our system was designed this way it needs to go to the supreme court where it hasn't gone yet but uh, interesting discussions and um uh points of view yeah no doubt points of view. the thing that caught my attention today i mean i was really busy and i was really focusing on business and my future and the things that actually paid the bills for me i mean this is fun and it's interesting and stuff and did i notice a difference of migrants crossing into my property today no i didn't but it's interesting when you look at you know government and we get kind of uh you know, worked up a little bit on these issues. And now you have Donald Trump and the Republicans and the Democrats and Joe Biden. And you feel like you have to take a stance between the two. And the media is definitely saying, hey, look, the border, there's two sides to look at it. There's the Joe Biden way of looking at it and the Donald Trump way of looking at it. But I don't think that's really the way of looking at it. It's the border crisis and it's the United States of America, but we're separating and dividing two separate issues and two separate points of view that the media is trying to say, you should think this way if you're this and you should think that way if you're that. But I did see something that really caught my attention, and that was the governor of Oklahoma saying, we side with Texas, and there was some kind of articles or something based on whatever the article was that Oklahoma was here. Check this one out, like what he was saying here. Let me see mm -hmm. if I can play this. Don't agree on that. And the reason I don't agree on that is one, we have a constitutional responsibility to be able to protect the country and its safety. The things that are in this bill, Donald Trump would actually want to be able to have as president on this. Right now, further emergency aid. For so on Fox, they were talking about, you know, the Oklahoma governor was talking about they side with Texas. And I was like, man, what the heck is going on here? Well, it's, it, it's a constitutional, it's a constitutional issue. On one side, you have the federal government. And, and quite frankly, this is the this is the fight from the very beginning, the, the power of the federal government versus the state's rights. Um, <clears throat> and that's what this is. Texas is saying we have the right to stop people from coming across the border 
in the numbers that they're coming in across, it's disruptive and destabilizing for the state of Texas. It's costing the state of Texas dollars and resources. Uh, the people who live on the border, honestly, you live probably within 200 miles of that border. Your life is not the same as it has as it was uh, seven or eight years ago. Um, so for all these reasons, Texas is saying we have a right as a state. If you won't do it, we will. And we'll mm -hmm. put up obstacles. We won't let people come across the river the way you're letting them do. Um, that's one way to look at it. The other way to look at it is, well, the federal government has, has uh, supreme jurisdiction over um, immigration. And, and the Constitution does say that. But uh, Texas is using uh, uh, clause uh, Article one and Article four clauses that one's a guarantee clause, which guarantees uh, one a Republican form of government for every state um, and, and ensures a protection from invasion. Uh, then go, you, oh, so so the, there's that's a guarantee from the federal government by the Constitution. Federal government has that has that guarantee to the states. A Republican form of government protects you from invasion. So Governor Abbott's argument is, is that we're in an invasion. And since I'm an invasion, flip down to Article 4. Article 4 says the states, states have the right to protect their borders. This is if the federal government can't do it fast enough. In other words, if a if, um, Mexican army was coming across the border in South Texas um, 100 years ago, Texas wouldn't have to wait for the federal government to muster troops and come down there to begin to defend it. Texas could begin to defend it immediately. And that's yeah. what that means. You're like, hey, Surprise, man. motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, you know Ironically, the argument. Okay, so look at it on the legal terms. Whoever argues the case, one thing you first thing in order for uh, uh, the fourth, the 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 Article Four to come in, you got to prove invasion. Well, how do you do that? We can't. Well, they're immigrants. It's not armies. There's some Federalist Papers out there written by Hamilton that says that uh, invasion is not just uh, armed. <clears throat> forces coming across it can be uh forces or or things from beyond our borders that destabilize a, a state then and you could call that an invasion uh so now flip back to modern time and you mayor of new york mayor of chicago they're talking about it in maine they're talking about all the um, sanctuary cities about how they've had this massive influx of immigrants and that it's an emergency they need funds at closing schools, taking kids out of schools, putting immigrants in. Immigrants are sleeping in, in on the streets and they're sleeping in, in um, um, airports. Not hard to make a case that that's pretty destabilizing. Yeah, pretty much. Check this out. Do you see this graphic right here? This right here. This is, by the way, this is not my graphic. This is from Benny. Uh, Benny Johnson. But uh, he has a... Uh, this is a map of the United States of all the states that are siding with Texas on this issue. And it looks like about half the country. No, it's about half. Yeah. I mean, it's a strong it's, showing it's a good portion of people saying we side with Texas. I thought it was just Oklahoma, but now looking at this map, I'm not sure it was true. Benny Johnson said it. So I can just assume but it's on Twitter, but yeah, this is a lot of states saying that they side with Texas. And this is after what, two days, or maybe one day of this coming forth. I mean, it's a lot of damn governors saying that they're going to side with Texas, which means you could really get the arm, the uh, like the National Guard of that state to mobilize to Texas to help out with the borders. So that's a that's an army. <laughs> that's a big ass army. Am I right? It, no, it is. It is, and they'll send. Um, I think Florida even sent uh, some of their state troopers 
some of their law enforcement. So they'll, they'll send people in and out. One of the main things you want is these are, these are weekend soldiers, part-time soldiers that you want to have some sort of a rotation. So they may be working on that too, but, uh, and they can also, they can also join Texas in the lawsuit. And then I seen that, uh, it's like an African guy, but he's, uh, He's always at the White House briefings and things like that. But he he's said, the guy they won't call on, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah no, President he's the guy Biden, they never call on. Yeah, President Biden gives Governor Greg Abbott until tomorrow to allow federal agents to cut swaths of razor wire installed at the southern border by the state or face the consequences. And then as a note, it says Biden can federalize Nash, Texas National Guard, leaving Abbott with no power to resist federal might. But also another note is Biden as president has the authority to federalize National Guard units, bringing them under the control of the federal government. But another note is, however, this is typically done in specific circumstances and with legal justifications, such as responding to a national emergency or protecting a federal interest. Abbott can claim that he's trying to protect American insurance from illegal immigration, but he has till tomorrow and there's a deadline. It's like you're drawing a line in the sand and it's like, Ooh man, it's getting ugly. But here's a, here's that little uh, article right here where he was talking about it, but that's getting kind of ugly when you're drawing the line in the sand saying you have till tomorrow. That's pretty big news. Man. Hey, yo, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, damn. I don't see, I don't see what recourse he has if Texas stands their ground. Now he couldn't, and that is true. He could federalize the National Guard. He could call them into active service. Um, and that would change their chain of command. They would be then fall into the commander in chief, uh, ergo Biden. Um how you like that one? Yeah, I've seen those. Oh my god. That's not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> but um yeah, I don't. I just. I'm. I'm. I'm waiting to see. This is very interesting times, man. It's interesting times for. Uh, well, we all know that as the presidential election gets closer and closer, there's going to be some division. There's going to be, hey, you're this person and you're that person. Let's separate you guys in groups. And then this group, if you're in this group, you should vote like this. And if you're in this group, mm -hmm. you should vote like that. And you know it's going to happen. You know there's going to be some crazy stuff and Antifa and BLM and this and that and. Proud Boys and all these kind of things are going to resurface, you know, from four years ago. And here they are back in the spotlight and everyone's going to make up a story that may or may not be true. Definitely infatuated. You know, it's going to happen, but you just don't know what's going to happen. And I'm super surprised that this is happening right here. Very. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't see this coming when they seized the park. It, it kind of got my attention. Uh, that was uh, interesting. And it was a kind of a light bulb went off in my head. But of course. It's a nuisance property. State can absolutely seize that. State can absolutely do what they're doing. Um, and it, it, I don't, I bet, and I would bet even you come to the deadline, this is just a guess that Texas is probably going to allow them to cut these swaths of wire and then Texas is going to put the wire back because the order doesn't prevent Texas from laying more wire. And just, it just sounds like once you let them cut it, it's just, they're going to get their media clip and say, look, see, I told oh, him yeah. to back down and he did. And now I'm cutting it. See who won now? Who's stronger now? Mm -hmm. See, aren't I in control? Aren't I the boss? Aren't I the president? And you're like, you're going to get that little media clip. But at the end of the day, it's about who laughs last. And I don't, I don't think if they cut a couple of wire, they're going to laugh last. I think it's more to it than that. Check out um, what Abbott had to say today on Fox News. Let me see here. Texas is doing is just very simple. 
And, and, and that is because the Biden administration has really, truly abdicated its responsibility to secure the border and enforce the laws. Texas, very simply, is securing the border. And so we put up the razor wire that you were talking about, Bill, and uh, we put up all these barricades that actually have denied illegal entry. Uh, and as you pointed out also in that screen, that there are criminals coming across our border. Texas has a right as a state to stop criminals from coming into our state, to make arrests of those criminals. Uh, and we have National Guard, as well as Texas Department of Public Safety officers who are there to make those arrests and to deny illegal entry. And Joe Biden actually does have an option here. Joe Biden's option is to enforce the laws of the United States and stop this illegal entry. Texas is- So, I mean, it sounds pretty clear to me, <laughs> but you know, Joe Biden has an option here, but he's not exercising that option he's actually bucking like there's some kind of political stance like hey man we're going to draw the line of saying it's me versus you and it's not like let's think about what what's america now it's gotten so political uh politicized i'm not sure that we're even seeking like what the real answer should be we're just saying it's like one of those whose dicks bigger situations you know what i mean bullshit not good not good not good yeah <laughs> i think that uh I think Biden's boxed him, uh, painting himself in a corner with this one. He goes down and cuts large swaths of uh, wire, and then the migrants just they day in or twenty four hour stream of migrants coming through there. Then he went down and opened up wire and, and let more people in, uh, which is that's what goes unsaid on the Democratic side. They said, "Well, we need more money to to get. We need more border patrol agents." What they want is they want more to process them faster, so that they can process them and get them dispersed into the United States instead of all at the border. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where the Republicans pulled out on that. They did that today, by the way, they backed out on the, the border bill. They've been, they've been negotiating, but uh, that, that's what it boils down to. The Democrats want more border patrol that are specifically designated to process and, and move them into the interior quicker. Well, you want to hear what Ron DeSantis said today about the border? Yeah, go ahead. All right, here he goes. Biden is going after Texas, saying that they must remove fortifications from their border. They put wire, they put things to keep people out. Uh, Biden's saying you got to take that down to let people come in illegally, which is just crazy. And I remark that if the Constitution was originally understood to mean that a state could not protect itself against an invasion, that the federal government could force a state to allow an invasion, the Constitution would have never been ratified in the first place. Texas would have never joined the Union when it did. Uh, and if you look at Federalist 46, which uh, uh, Daniel Horowitz pointed out, uh, James Madison talks about uh, situations where federal encroachment can be mitigated uh, by, by state action. So you have Texas here uh, that's holding its ground. They have every right to fortify the border vis-a-vis -vis an invasion, and that's Article 1, Section 10 of the Constitution. Uh, so, so they're on the right. You also have a situation where liberal jurisdictions over many, many years have been sanctuary jurisdictions against enforcing federal immigration law. So you'll have somebody who's a criminal alien, they will not be given uh, over to ICE, and they will deliberately act to frustrate the laws on the books, and somehow that's viewed as okay. You have Texas who's acting to enforce the laws on the books, to ensure 
that they have a secure state and that we have a secure country. Uh, so, so all of this is just nonsense what Biden's doing. Uh, Texas has every right to stand its ground. We've in Florida, we've been sending people to help uh, for, for many years now because we understand it's not just a Texas issue. It's ultimately an American issue. It's automatically an American issue. You know, I didn't want to hear the rest of it. He had like another like, you know, 40 seconds going yeah. on. But, you know, it's like we get the yeah. point. Well, he's right. It is an American issue. Where Where's all the crying coming from about overrun immigrants? You know, it's not people in El Paso saying it. It's not people in Eagle Pass saying it. It's coming out of New York. It's coming out of uh, Maine. It's coming out of Boston. It's coming out of uh, Chicago. That's pretty far reaching. Yeah, it's the whole thing. As a matter of fact, we have a we have a we have a great representation in Texas. I mean, not just Greg Abbott, but we also got te- uh, Senator Cruz. I mean, he's awesome too, man. And uh, here's what he had to say today. Let's see if we can mic this up. Oh. Alejandro Mayorkas didn't even know how many had died because he didn't care. When I brought 19 senators down to the border, we saw a man who had drowned floating in the Rio Grande. Democrats don't care. Last year, thousands upon thousands of children were brutalized and sexually assaulted by human traffickers, and Democrats don't care. Last year, thousands of women were sexually assaulted by human traffickers, and Democrats do not give a damn. Last year, more than 100,000 Americans died of drug overdoses from Chinese fentanyl flooding across the southern border, and Democrats do not give a damn. Now, you may say, oh, come on, that's harsh. They care. They care. Somewhere in their hearts, they care about all the people suffering and dying. Baloney. Because if they cared, they would stop it. If you cared about the children being raped at the border, you would say no more. When Joe Biden came in, we had the lowest rate of illegal immigration in 45 years. He inherited success and he deliberately broke it. Democrats want these open borders. And this bill, this mysterious bill that is buried down in the basement of Chuck Schumer's office. All of you have a living as reporters. Ask yourself, why have you not read the text of the bill? There's a reason. As bad as we think the bill is, I promise you it's worse. (laughs) The people pushing this deal knew, no, if the American people knew what was in it, they would be against it. This supplemental bill is a kamikaze plane in a box canyon with no exit headed for a train wreck. If you look at this bill, the bill is not designed to fix this problem. By the way, the single greatest national security threat to America, this right here. I think the odds of a major terrorist attack in the United States are higher today than they've been any time since September 11th. You know what? The guy behind him is looking pretty How many Hamas terrorists are there? How many Hezbollah terrorists are there? And what are we going to... I mean, the guy that's behind him is... I mean, he's focused like a microscope, dog. As Senator Scott's kind of a quirky cat anyway, but yeah, no, he's he's memor- mesmerized. To say when they carry out an attack here, like October 7th in Israel. This bill is not designed to fix the problem. This bill normalizes 5,000 people a day coming in. 5,000 people a day is over 1.8 million a year. That's called an invasion. By the way, under Joe Biden, we've had 9.6 million. 
So the great Republican compromises were for two-thirds of Joe Biden's open borders. We'll let in six million instead of nine million. This makes utterly no sense. And there's a reason. Republican leadership is like Charlie Brown with Lucy and the football. (laughs) And over and over again, they run for the football. And over and over again, Lucy Schumer pulls it away. (laughs) And Republican leadership lands on their ass. (laughs) (laughs) No no doubt about that. But he's right. He's absolutely right. But yeah, I mean, I don't even know what to say, man. It's comical, though. It's comical. But the things he's saying is true. And, you know, you and I both have, you know, we employ people who, you know, it's hard for them to find the social and they're not from here and things like that. You and I both do that. But looking at this, I think it's going to be a lot more difficult to cross the border in the next, you know, after about the next eight months. Don't you think? Yeah, I think it's it has to. Um, and see, and I, I I don't begrudge anyone coming and migrating to this country. No, 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 me either. If, if I if I were if I was somewhere else, I would probably try to do. Hopefully, I would try to come back or get back, come back. Listen to me. I went out here in the first place. Try to come here as well. But uh, I think in order for you to be to get the real American experience, you have to come over here and be a citizen. You got to become one of us. You know. Bring the best parts of your culture and let's let's get after it. It's the we used to be the melting pot, but now we're the dividing pot. Everybody's got to have a moniker or or a group or be assigned to a group, whether they want to be in that group or not. Uh, and I think that's deep down going to destroy America. Um, we've been our best when we were uh, the melting pot. Mm. No, I agree hundred percent. I mean, I think. You know, this border crisis, it's just so weird that, you know, it's so politicized because it's an election year and the shit's getting kind of heated and it's almost looking like the country is dividing by state. I thought it would divide by, you know, a couple other variables, but it's actually dividing by state and political issues and you know, Donald Trump is definitely talking about the border. As a matter of fact, the voters who are like checking the box saying, what is the most important issue in this election? It's the border. I mean, it's the border in Iowa. It's the border in, you know, New Hampshire. And I think when you go to Nevada, it's going to be the border in Nevada too. The whole entire country is just hyper-focused on what the hell is going on at the border. And now with this deadline in two days, Anybody and everyone who has an opinion of politics or the border, everyone's talking about it. Speaking of that, let's talk about or let's listen to uh, what our buddy Tuck, Tucker Carlson had to say about it right here. The numbers you need to understand. Yale University released a study last week by three researchers, all of them liberal, I believe, who concluded that the actual number of illegal aliens in this country is not 11 million. It's north of 22 million. 22 million. Mm. Fact one. Fact two. The Democratic Party is now, as a matter of policy, calling for the legalization of all illegals in this country. Citizenship voting rights. 22 million new voters. Fact Mm -hmm. three, the overwhelming majority of first-time immigrant voters vote Democrat. Fact four, the largest margin in American presidential history was 17 million votes. 1980 election, rather, 1984 election between Mondale and and Reagan. And Reagan, yeah. 17 million. You would add to our voter rolls 22 million at least. Permanent electoral majority in perpetuity. 
That's what this is about. It's not about making the country better, serving our labor needs, helping the population. It's about putting Democrats in power forever. That is the truth of our immigration debate, period. I mean, wow. I mean, Tucker Carlson, he's putting it down. And even though they kicked him off of Fox, he still got, I think he has a bigger audience now on X and his new show, right? Mm -hmm. And Rumble. He's got a bigger audience. I agree. Um, I think that, but I still think it's a stretch. These these folks that are coming over, getting paroled, or getting court date in six years, are not going to be on a voter roll in the near future. They're going to have to become citizens. Even a green card holder can't vote. You have to be an, a, a naturalized citizen of the United States. So, I, I and unfortunately, it's going to get ugly. And 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 here's where the it's going to be sticky for Trump if that's the next president of the United States is deporting. You're going to have to deport the hell out of them. God, can you be- imagine that? I mean, you're, you're, you're living it. We all know people that, you know, whatever the mm-hmm. situation is, they're not here with legally. But can you imagine like some kind of a roundup, you know, where they're sending people back? That's scary because we have friends and we have family that, you know, are not, they're not here with papers just because, you know, we know people and we have friends with people and we work with people. They've become like family to us. But to see everyone and their families and everything deported, I don't know how you would execute that because it's such a big number, but man, it's scary. Honestly, I think the first thing you do is you, you got to shut it off. It's been played with in the past, uh, some legislation that would require E-Verify for every employer. Technically, right now, it is it is against federal law for you, I, or anyone, any any entity to hire uh, an undocumented person for employment. Uh, they don't check it. Did you give me a social security number? You, whatever you give me, that's sure. I'm, that's it. How do I, how am I supposed to know? But, uh, with E-Verify that would, that would end that. Uh, unfortunately it would transform the construction industry in this, in this nation. Oh but, yeah. Uh, I think in the back end of it though, it would drive a lot more people back into the trades. Uh, instead of getting a gender studies degree, and go to tech school to be a plumber or a welder or electrician and you can very do very well sure yeah check this out this is the this is the video that i shared on reddit and this is in the texas group and reddit and mm-hmm. i mean this is a this is a video that we've seen on twitter and it's and it's the national guard or the texas national guard or the texas guard people are calling it different things but the texas national guard it's they're putting up more you know, razor wire or, or, or border, but they're saying that it's in defiance. And look at this 3.6 million total views, 4.3 thousand shares on the post that I put. And he, here's some of the responses. You know, they're saying that, yeah, probably a mix. The actual, it's actual National Guard. Isn't it supposed to be doing the certain things? That's where the Texas Guard comes in, I guess. Either way, pretty good chance of competing chains of command causing something stupid. I mean, this one got 224. Like, what? Like, what the hell are you talking about? Uh, people you know, hang on. Is that a before, code red and shit? For, for the record, the, the National Guard and the Texas Guard, is the same thing. There's no difference. Right. No, but what's the, the correct thing is the well, there is a Texas, Texas National Guard. Isn't that the correct way of describing them? Yes. Okay. We refer to them in the Army, regular Army, refer to them as the Nasty Guard because every state's the got one. Nasty Guard. Oh, I see. 
And then, uh, then another uh, Fuel Vots went on to say, this is 100% the Texas Guard, not the Texas National Guard. Nothing the feds can do to stop them other than with force. What do you say to that? I didn't deserve a comment. It's no, it's 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 like me dreaming up what's going to happen on next week's Law and Order episode. <laughs> it'll sound all right on the on the surface. It'll be good for TV, but in actuality, it'll be bullshit. And that's just what that statement was. Yeah, here, here's another one. I think you know it's got it's got a little bit. Of, it looks like someone put some thought into it at least. So, well, that's a hell of a lot better than funding schools, raising teacher salaries, addressing poverty, and a myriad of other things that actually helps Texans. But hey, we made a symbolic stand, so I guess that counts for something. Edit for all of those who think illegal immig immigrants drains tax revenue. Number one, this stunt by Abbott is symbolic. The word has a meaning that a lot of you seem to miss. The other words, Abbott's border stunts do nothing to curb illegal immigration. So even if that were true, it's a moot point. And then two, illegal immigrants add more to the tax base than they use. So they actually add revenue to the government. And I guess we're talking about sales tax, right? I don't, yeah, sure. Uh, I don't know. Just everyone yeah. has an opinion. Like there's, there's a lot of people on one side. Right. Saying, oh my gosh, it's this. And on the other side, you know, they're very strong opinions though. You know, when it comes to immigration, mm -hmm. matter of fact, the democratic party thinks this opinion on the other side of it, half the country feels one way. So they want to take the other side to get those votes. But mm -hmm. are they right? And are they thinking about what's best for America or are they just thinking about what's the best for me to get the most votes in America? It's a, it's a argument and something that even the forefathers worried about. That's, that's why we have the constitution uh, kind of takes the, uh, takes the emotion out of it. The, the, the constitution is basically the basic tenets on how this nation should run and how things should be, what our rights are, what the government can do, what the government cannot do. It's the instructions. And if we follow those, I think we always come out, in my opinion, come out where we ought to be. Uh, but uh, as of late in this country, people don't worry about the Constitution. They think it's, I guess it's old and outdated. But if they look <laughs> yeah. around, it's being, it's being used every day. Every day for everything that we do, it's all based on the framework and the scaffolding of the Constitution. So all those comments like that, I don't know, they just don't mean much to me. Uh, where they well, it's it's somebody's emotion emotional opinion and you know i get it you're entitled to it well it shows you like when someone makes a comment like that it shows you the knowledge that people have based on what the situation is like this is what's going on this is really what's going on this is the details of what's going on but the way people perceive it and their knowledge on how they say if, if I ask someone else just right off the street, hey, what do you think about what's going on at the border? It's amazing these two separate sides that people think is the, what's going on, even though they're not right. But that's what they think. And there is two clearly different sides, and it's politically motivated for sure. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see here about uh, Abbott. I wonder what Trump is saying about it. That's what I want to know. What is Trump saying right now about this border and how the country is kind of splitting right now? Let me see if I can look it up. I hadn't really heard much on him today. Where would I find that out? Um, he's not posting on X. I think he's on uh, Truth. Let's see he's what he's truth. saying on Truth. So what, what's the chances of a civil war here? Is there any chance at all? 
I guess there's always a chance of it, but I think it's very slim. I mean, this is something that's going to be handled. It, you know what? It's going to be a court decision that will go down, and, and they'll be talking about some starry di uh, dices on this in 50, maybe 100 years. It's definitely a time to live through if, if you're a nerd like me and like the constitutional challenges and suits and decisions. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not seeing uh, Trump on Truth Social hasn't said anything about it on Truth I think he's been pretty quiet on this. Uh, he might have said something about. Well, they've the already that said he's like Cruz. causing an insurrection. So if he says anything, this is definitely <laughs> the basis of another insurrection for sure. Oh uh, yeah, I've I've seen insurrection many times on X today for sure. It's like it's not, <laughs> Look, it's not quite I mean, insurrection. Trump is probably the best bet for him. I mean, I'm sure Ramaswamy's like now advising him. Look. Let Abbott deal with this, and you already mentioned the border's a big deal. Move on to something else. Like they're saying Roe versus Wade, you know, is the biggest issue for the Democrats. Focus on that. Let the border kind of shake itself out, you know, because it's a hot topic. We don't we don't want to be a part of that. Well, I think you give Biden enough rope to hang himself on this one. I know. <laughs> I don't think I don't think it turns out well if he sends if okay, let's say. Let's say the Supreme Court says, no, feds, you have supreme control over this. You can bully states and tell them what to do. And, and if they have to take immigrants in their states, you can point the finger and tell them they have to do it. Don't think that's what they'll say, but let's say they do. Um, what's he going to do? He's going to go down there and show force on the citizens of Texas. And so that he's going to show force on citizens so that immigrants can come in. By swimming across the border and processing them as fast as he can. Is that is that a winning ticket? I don't think it is. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, you're right. He's going to lose either way it goes. And if he backs down, he's punk. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No. The best thing he could do is say, hey, look, I'm going to put some measures in place and then and, and pick up and start enforcing the law and, and not let his parole as many in and cut the numbers down and, and he'd solve the problem. But I don't know if he's got people around him are smart enough to do that. Well, for the... Damn, for the seven people who are listening, I appreciate you guys. We're just getting wow. started out. Yes, we have uh, Joe Lanou over here, and he's really putting something together. He has 200 new subscribers on Twitter. If you want to follow him on Twitter or X, definitely look at it. It's Joe Lanou on X. He's on fire right here. And as you see in the graphic below here, like Kingdom Radio on YouTube, we appreciate that. And the show is getting bigger. We're getting more influence, and we appreciate each and every one of you for following us. Right now, it's a very similar story tonight as it was last night and the night before and the night before. It's the Texas border, and it's getting more and more and more in the spotlight, and people are getting on the both sides of the fence. You know, people are really having an aggressive opinion of it, and it's kind of scary as you think about how the country is moving forward. It's moving forward separately, and it's dividing, as we knew it was going to happen for the political election, but it's happening, and it's very freaking scary, dude. Very freaking scary. And I don't know about this ultimatum that Joe Biden said, hey, I'm going to give you till tomorrow, bro. And if you don't come my way and if you don't let these border agents do this and this and this or whatever the ultimatum is, if you don't let someone cut one piece of wire or whatever on TV so I look like I'm in charge, then there's going to be a problem. As a matter of fact, the word he uses, there's going to be consequences. And those consequences, it looks like there's 28 states and the governors are listed over here. I can show you. Charlie Kirk uh, showed the governors. In Wyoming, it's uh, Mark Gordon. We have uh, Iowa. We have Arkansas, Montana, Florida, Idaho, 
North Dakota, Nebraska, West Virginia, Alabama, Tennessee. I mean, the list goes on and on. And these are all the governors that says, I side with Texas. Now, if Joe Biden and the federal government wants to come in and they want to make a stand and they want to make it you know, known, you know, what's the chances that these states are going to mobilize the National Guard or the state National Guard that's in their the Texas, the, the National Guard for their state and mobilize them to Texas and have an army there waiting for the federal government and then having like a like a, a standoff? I mean, it seems like it's heading in that way of other states are saying that they're siding with Texas. It looks like they're preparing for this political standoff. I think political standoff. Why I don't you see an armed standoff. Like, no. Well, well, you I, 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 I see you have 30,000 people here and you have 30,000 people here and they're sitting here right in front of each other. Neither one of them are going to attack each other, let's be honest. But you have these two people standing off in these big groups of people, you know, looking at each other. That's the beginning of what would look like a civil war. Two armies looking at each other, waiting for the command from the federal government or from all of these states that have joined themselves together. Not the whole country just certain states that said, I side with Texas on this issue against Texas and the federal government. And we're going to send our armies and support down there and having those two groups of men who are ready to fight facing each other. That's scary, man. But it looks like it could be a possibility in the near future. I don't think so. No, I just don't. Well, go, let's go back to what a, what a soldier is. People in the national guard, they go through uh, regular if you're in the army, National Guard Army, you're going to go through a regular army basic training. You're you're a soldier. You go through the AIT. You learn that kind of stuff, and you're capable of being called up into federal service. So they take the same oath as as any law enforcement officer, any political entity, uh, political uh, office holder, and slightly different than office holders because they agree to obey orders. But they swear an oath to defend the Constitution. That's why I keep saying this is a constitutional fight. This is not a Greg Abbott fight. This is not a Biden fight. They, they're against each other. But this, the, the Thunderdome for this fight is going to be in the Supreme Court. They're going to be the deciders on this. But these soldiers raise their, their right hand and they swear to offend, defend the Constitution against enemies foreign and domestic and to obey the lawful orders by the commanders appointed above them or the officers appointed above them. The problem is there's no U.S. military commander including Biden, who could give an order to attack U.S. citizens in Texas, National Guard or not, can't give that order because it's not, it's not a lawful order. Anybody that would would uh, follow that order will do them like we did in, in the Nuremberg trials. That was the big thing there is like, oh, well, I was following orders when I gassed all the Jews. Well, no, you can't follow. That's not a lawful order. That's horrible. It's crime against humanity. Even you, that you should have not followed that order. And they convicted people for that. So. Nobody in the military is 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 upholdent to or are obligated to follow an unlawful order. The National Guard side can't give it for the same damn reasons. There's, it's an unlawful order. Now, if the Supreme Court were to come back and side completely with the federal government and give the federal government a mandate or a standard to carry forth and use force to take back the Texas border and Texas doesn't stand down at that point, you're close to uh, that's a civil war at that point. Hmm. But. I don't. The, the Supreme Court can't do that. The, the the Constitution honestly is slanted pretty heavily in states' rights favors because it was a it was a fear of the states in the beginning when the Constitution was was ratified. They didn't want to. It was difficult to get it ratified. It wasn't everybody was standing in line saying that's a great thing. Let me let me drop my vote for it. 
Well, I, I think it's more than that, though. When you look at BLM, you look at Antifa, and you look at the rule of law and you know, stuff like that, it's more than that. It's it's like me and you have a problem, right? I have a problem with you, and you have a problem with me, but we're going to agree to coexist on this issue and let the you know the Supreme Court handle me and your issue. But then you have someone antagonizing it, and it's a political you know, uh, election year. So it's a uh, politicized and, the, and they're saying, Oh yeah, well he said this about you. And he said that about you. And then all of a sudden like, well, what are you going to say now? Are you going to look weak? No, you're going to say something, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, you know what you have by tomorrow to, to, to do what I say or else. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh yeah, look what he said. Look what he said. And that's what I think is going on. I think if we're thinking rationally, yeah, but I think they're antagonizing. Oh, we got some comments right here. What we got? Uh, we got Pokey King said, I just followed Joe Lanou on well, X. Thank you, Pokey King. Yeah, Pokey King over that. here. Yeah. And uh, Trump said states should send their National Guard from every state. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, man. You know, can you imagine 60,000 soldiers sitting there on the border and then you're saying, hey, I'm sorry, what did you say? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you very good. It sounded like you said that I was going to do something or else, but now you have 100,000 soldiers sitting here. We're just waiting for what else were you talking about? I mean, I'd hate for it to get there, but, you know, it seems like well, it's just, there. I just, I just don't I don't see it getting that we, far. We both live in Texas, not that far from the yeah. border, so, you know. I'd be curious, uh, Pokey, where, where do you stand on? What side of the fence are you on that? Or how do you feel about uh, a standoff between us, the Texas and, and the federal government on the border? Well, Pokey definitely let it be known that uh, Charlie Kirk sucks, you know, because he, <laughs> he hates black pilots. Did you see that shit on, the, on Twitter the other day? It was it was something about the equal opportunity or something like that. And he said, have, oh, you, ever, have, you, have you ever seen a black pilot? He'd be like, I wonder if this person's qualified to fly the plane or some shit. He got roasted on it by Twitter, but yeah, you probably should be on that one. That's kind of a silly thing to say, <laughs> but you know, to each but anyway, his own. But anyway, let's go on right here. We got the do, 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 do. here. Here's a Trump saying something. I don't even know how uh, recent. Oh, this is a gift. I'm sorry. This is a gift. But let's see, I had something queued up right here on something else on the border. But either way, we definitely appreciate you guys listening in. Uh, we have seven of you right now listening in. We definitely appreciate you, Pokey King. I thank you for the comments. We're Absolutely. here almost every single night. Every single night we're talking about something. Right now we're talking about the border. But as the political election moves forward, we're talking about you know, how this affects this and Joe Biden, there's always something to have a good laugh at. But at the end of the day, he is the president of the United States and we are Americans. We're proud Americans. Both Joe Lanou and myself both served in the armed services and whatever the president says, that's what you do. And that's the country we live in. You defend and protect the constitution, not the president, but the commander in chief and the constitution of the United States. So we bleed red, white, and blue. And that's how both of us feel. Right, Joe? You know, but the but you know the fact that you know you can get a couple laughs out of him and he's getting old and everything and he needs to be replaced. That's up to the American voters. 
And as uh, civilians now that we're former military and we're civilians, you know, it's our obligation to vote for what's best for the country moving forward. I personally don't believe it's Joe Biden. I don't have any shame in telling you that. But we don't want to really discredit the current president of the United States and be un-American in that one. I hope that he makes some good decisions for the next 10 months while he's in office. But I don't I think that'll be the end. I think we'll be going to the you know, not the White House retirement community, you know, whatever he's turned it into. I think he'll be riding off into the distance. I think there'll be new leadership. It looks like it's going to be Donald Trump, but who knows? But at the end of the day, we hope that we have good leadership in here. And as far as the border of Texas, I hope that it's not a Republican or Democrat issue. I just want it to be an American issue. And it's all about Americans, especially people who live in Texas that we're directly uh, affected by people coming across the border and the crime and our families that is out there and things could happen. You know, we're talking about the use of firearms and people having firearms to defend themselves is more magnified. I believe that'll be coming up soon. You know, all these immigrants are getting bussed into Chicago and New York and the people who live in New York, they're also counting on their leadership. And you know, the people are saying, no, we'll take them. We'll take them. We'll take them. And they're taking them. And man, those cities are getting destroyed. America, the beautiful America, like I want to show my kids what Chicago looks like, but I think it's going to be too unsafe for me to even go there, even to visit if this continues on times 10. Oh, I tell you what, I don't mean to change the subject on you, but let's go. Uh, I had some bookmarked uh, videos. These are more law enforcement videos before. You know, we okay, I'll tell you what. Why don't you max maximize it? Let's go to it. Uh, Joe Lanou's got his Twitter. He's on Twitter tweeting. Yeah, I cannot believe you got 200 subscribers today, dude. That's pretty cool. I got actually more than that. Just today, like I, I'm on Twitter and stuff. I don't get 200 more subscribers in a day. I mean, you, you must be saying right. something engaging. Uh, mostly constitutional topics, but uh, you got this one? Yeah, it's on. All right. I'm going to let it run through. It's real short. Watch closely here. You see the guy that's running on the sidewalk on the uh, moped? He's going to be, he's going to get hit in the head with a cooler. Let me back it up. Oh, yeah. There's a, it's an the undercover officer that hits him with the cooler. Uh, and they charged him with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, the officer. This guy's running from the police on that moped. moped and he steps back and hits him with a cooler full of ice. And the guy's seriously injured. He was injured. So I ask you, is that, uh, is that justified legal force? Well... You know, if you're about to apprehend someone or you're trying to arrest someone, uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. We have Pokey King over here saying some more stuff. Hold on. Let's go. Let's go Pokey King? King's like, hold on. Should the flag be hung upside down? Absolutely you know? not. You've ha you fly that hat flag high and proud. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, and then uh, was that a Yeti? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure, difference, but, uh, let's be yeah. honest. <laughs> yeah, what, whatever it was formidable, it uh, caused some serious injury, and that uh, officer was just charged with uh, aggravated assault with a with a deadly weapon. And I actually agree with the charge. Uh, you do? You can, well, you use force. Here's the problem. Let's say, well, how let's say, the hell do you arrest hold somebody? Hold up, hold up. Let's let's go back. You know, me and the Constitution. It all boils down to it. So let's take it back there. Let's look at how the Constitution would look at this. 
he throws that cooler at the guy who's driving what 20 miles an hour on a moped so he's getting the impact of say maybe 10 pounds to his face at, at 20 miles an hour that one could believe that caused serious bodily injury and or death so you do that you break his neck he's paralyzed you arrest him good job you got this guy arrested you take his invalid body to to jail and he goes all the way through the prison system because 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 you're paralyzed don't mean you don't go to go to prison or you don't go to trial but he goes to trial and he's found innocent how does government take that back because that's not a plea that's not a man throwing that that cooler you gotta okay. remember how he about, represents the government he how represents about let's take the, the moped away i mean i don't need to get into the jokes that's being set up here about mopeds but <laughs> let's take away the moped let's say he's pursuing on a car and he's driving down a road causing danger to people driving 30 miles an hour and his pedestrian sitting out, uh, you know, or whatever. And he's, he's driving a car. Wouldn't a police officer be able to somehow wreck him, literally wreck him, cause a potential killing him by wrecking him and smashing into him, but just mm -hmm. to stop him. Number one, number two, let's say that he is trying to arrest somebody who's, you know, who, who's resisting I mean, he could punch him in the face, put him in a chokehold. I mean, a bunch mm -hmm. of stuff. Mm -hmm. So the fact that he kind of hit him with a cooler and he meant to hit the moped to stop the moped, you're going to get into a serious accident driving 30 miles an hour on a freaking moped on the sidewalk where pedestrians are. You know, so he might have been defending people, but Pokey, Pokey King is back in action here, and he's asking, or she's asking, I'm not sure yet, Bronx. where is this video from? Bronx. It's the uh, Bronx. Bronx. So that's New York PD, uh, some sort of uh, undercover or uh, special unit because all the officers were in plain clothes. Maybe it could have been a street crime unit. Okay, but let, let's go back to your scenario. Let's let's go to the car. Okay. Officers can use it's it's the level of force that officers allowed the government. When I say officer, I'm talking about the government. Don't forget that it's the mm -hmm. government. They represent the government. They carry a gun and a badge. They have the ability to take your liberties away. They represent the government. And they are upholding to the Constitution and your constitutional rights. They should safeguard them as much as they try to take them. So let's go back to the car scenario. You can use, let's say somebody's going 100 miles an hour in and out of traffic and they come through a clean stretch of road. There's nobody else there. An officer is allowed to use deadly force. You can shoot the tires out at that point. Most agencies don't let you discharge a firearm while you're driving down the road. Texas DPS still will. I can tell you some stories about that. You get a pursuit, can't get the guy stopped, gonna have a spike trip, find out where the nearest trooper is. I've seen him hang that out the shotgun from the driver's side to the passenger side, taking out tires. Fun times. Okay, but or the strips, the spikes. Well, they're not always available. You can't always get ahead of the guy on a, on a good pursuit. But if, if someone's riding in a moped and you put the spikes down, you know, he's probably gonna take a crash, you know. No matter what your method is that you stop him, you're gonna be you could in a in a moped situation could be considered deadly force deadly force is is not the force but it's how the force is used uh pokey i'm gonna tell you for sure joe lanue is a military veteran and if you think he sounds like a cop it's because he used to be a cop as well he no longer is a police i will say yeah. that but he used to be at one point in his life and that's the reason why he talks like he does right joe I'm a freedom-loving American. I think we all should be. Freedom-loving American, but when he talks, he sounds like straight police. That's for sure. <laughs> Probably do. Probably do. <laughs> well, let, well, let's look at another police video. Let me push this Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> <clears throat> the constitutional expert on Kingdom Radio, Mr. Jell-Ladue. Come on. <laughs> all right, I got this next.
from Q to bring this up. This is an officer shooting. Did he kill anybody? Pokey wants to know, did he kill anybody? I don't know, Pokey. I don't know the, the background on this. Uh, it's just a real fast shootout, but it's an interesting shootout. But you already made a determination that the cop, you agree that the cop should be charged. On the ice cooler? Yes. On yes. the ice cooler, yeah. Right. Go, you, go, you go back to a Supreme Court case. It used to be in most states in the United States in the early 60s, late 70s, or beyond that, but around this time is when the court case came up, uh, that officers could shoot a, uh, a person fleeing a felony crime that was fresh. In other words, if, if you go into a, a gas station and, and a police interrupts a robbery in place, the person's not armed. It's just a strong arm robbery. Runs out the runs out the gas station, cuts down the street. It used to be the police could shoot them in the back as they fled, as long as it was a fresh uh, case. It was yeah. a case out of Nashville, Tennessee. Where a guy comes out of a, a house with a television, runs with the television in his hand, drops it at the fence, jumps over the back fence, runs through an alley. Nashville police follow him in the back, and then they uh, they shoot him in the back of the head. Garner versus Tennessee is the case. Um, Eventually got sued, was sued the city and, and the officers were held with um, um, uh, the fact they didn't break the law. They followed the law of the, of the state. They were doing what they were authorized and trained to do. Uh, goes to the Supreme Court. Supreme Court says no. It was an interesting case. The, the reason they brought it to the Supreme Court of the constitutional right that was um, um, uh, prevented, the government took this right away from the Garner, was his due process. Because they said effectively, once the bullet struck his head, he was both arrested, tried, and executed. Because even if he was found not guilty at a later date, you couldn't bring that back. So take that to the ice chest situation. You break this guy's neck, you're not the adjudicator. You're supposed to apprehend him and bring him before court. So, yes, the ice chest case, in my opinion, is a good case. All right. Speaking officer, of a good case, did you hear Tucker Carlson the other day? And he was he was in Canada and he was making fun of the prime minister, saying all these things about him, how he wasn't, you know, mm -hmm. he wasn't speaking very nice about him and stuff. But he was speaking in Canada where, you know, free speech is not like the First Amendment. There's no such thing like in Canada. They can censor. And I have this clip right here. I think it's pretty interesting. It's the actual prime minister in Canada talking about Tucker Carlson. Have you seen that today? I haven't seen that. I know there's been some kerfuffle between the two, but uh, here, here's, the, here, down by here's, here's the here's the prime minister talking about it. Let me play this. And Minister Evo, I mean, you're the minister that, um, as your colleague was saying, was targeted. I mean, how do you feel about unanimity? I mean, this goes beyond me and the fact that I was targeted last night at at this event. This increases political violence against. Everyone who runs for office in this country, whether they're doing it at the municipal level, at the provincial level, or at the federal level. As my friend and colleague Randy said, like we can have differences of opinion. We can bang our fist on, on the table when, when, when we meet. We can have strong disagreement. But, but, but to, to, to incite violence against people who disagree with you, that's not how things should be done in Canada. Holy shit. Why Tucker Carlson inciting a, a erection, an erection? I mean, not erection, uh, insurrection. <laughs> oh my God! Why are all the Canadian men so beta and femme? What's up with this guy? I know. Listen. What is the violence? Did he what hurt your feelings? I, I think he hit him in the no-no. I guess. What is the violence that they're bringing <laughs> to Canada? What is the look at Pokey said talking about? Just to be very clear. Well, to put to, this guy's flies on on some damn right, Pokey. For example. Yeah, we need Pokey on this joke. I know we need Pokey on the joke. Look at these guys, man. Y'all get out of here. Go have your soy latte. You'll be all right. 
I mean, this goes warm bath and, a, and the fact get that you a warm I bath and a strong cry. You'll be okay. Last night at, at this event, yeah. this increases. Yeah, I don't want to hear that shit again. Let's watch the shootout. It's ridiculous, dude. <laughs> pull up the shootout, boy. <laughs> dude, out. I want to hear what Tucker Cross it at because it was it was a. Uh, let me see, Tucker Carlson. I seen it today. I don't know if I, did I see it on X. Where did I see it at? When uh, Tuck, Tucker was call, talking about it, it was last night. Let's see here. He talked about Trudeau too, being feminine. <laughs> see, that's why. I mean, what's up with all the Canadian men being effeminate? Yeah, Beta. there he is. Right. Uh, let's see here. TCN on X. Thank you for having me. I've never spoken in a cooler place in my life. I cannot believe I'm in a hockey arena in Edmonton, Canada in January. This is just, this is the coolest. I bet it is cold. Uh, no, I think he said it was the coolest. Like it was like cool to be there. Not <laughs> I don't have the, I don't have, I mean, that's the whole entire speech. I can listen to the whole speech. So I'm trying to look for the clip. He had uh, packed with 88,000 plus people in Canada when he mm -hmm. walked out on stage. I'm trying to look where they where they had him talking about. Oh, yeah, here it is right here. Here it is right here. Give me one second. I got it. She you know, was a journalist at the Financial Times, whose name shall forever live in infamy for employing her. And I remember even then thinking this woman is not bright at all. But why does she have high self-esteem? I don't think I've ever even seen it's off, it's off the, I don't know what the self-esteem measurement scale is, the Richter scale. But her self-esteem was literally unassailable. It was bomb-proof. If a nuclear bomb dropped on your town, you could hide beneath Christian Freeland's self-esteem and live. There's like nothing you could do to shake it. Nothing. No amount of evidence of her stupidity and wrong decisions and idiotic views could dissuade her from the core belief that she was awesome and you were not. So I guess I shouldn't be totally shocked that she's helping to run and destroy your country. No boys. <laughs> but she's doing it in a in her signature way. She's not getting on the CBC, her media outlet, which like almost all outlets in this wonderful oppressed country is run by the government. It's all state media. It's Albania, 1985. Hey, hold up. Hey, Pokey, what is sure milk? It's the term milk boy, man. Man, that's a, that's a long speech. We we might want to cut that out and do that for another night. Yeah, well, it's another minute. It's a three minute clip, but yeah, it's oh, another it? minute. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking about when he was getting when he was talking about the the uh, the prime minister of Canada. I mean, that's that's interesting. Like Tucker Carlson, he's not from Canada, right? Whether he is or isn't, you go to Canada and no, Tucker Carlson's from California. Yeah, you his, start you talking know, smack about the prime minister, and all of a sudden the prime minister is like sitting here defending himself, you know, on social media and the news and stuff. I mean, oh, I don't know who that guy how, was. That guy wasn't a prime minister. He's not the prime minister. Is Trudeau? Uh, Trudeau. That's got some state official or I don't know some other weird cabinet member that they have under the oh, realm of the crown. He answered shit. you. Full send. Full send. You, you, YouTube prankster. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. YouTube prankster. Yeah. So that's that's what's up with that. 
But yeah, let me let's uh let me hear just a little bit more of Otak. He's from Albania, welcome. Um, and you know what I'm talking about. But at least you could say if the Albanian leader in 1985, Enver Hoxha, that when he went full fascist, he just like didn't mince words. Shut up and obey or we'll shoot you. Christian Freeland is wise enough, clever enough, in her serpent-like way, to make it all about your protection and safety. All about your protection and safety. No, we're just trying to help you. That's why you're in shackles. You're being arrested right now for your safety. Oh, it's for the common good. Don't worry, you'll understand. I always want to say, Mrs. Freeland, can I go to the bathroom? No, no, you can't. And you can just imagine her taking great, great glee as your fourth grade self wet his pants in class as Mrs. Freeland refuses to let you go to the bathroom. So that's kind of more diabolical than what we've seen in previous generations, and it's much more effective in a committedly polite country like Canada. So, you know, Tucker Carlson, you know, someone who's kicked off of Fox News, like, you know what, I don't like what you're saying. You have these two different views about the not getting the the booster shot or the, you know, for the coronavirus. We, I don't think you should get the shot. And as far as the January 6th insurrection, I don't think that's true. And so for those two things, you know, over there for getting your, your shot and the, that he gets kicked off of Fox News. But he goes to Twitter and his following is so big. He goes into Canada and sells out the whole entire arena and starts talking smack about Canada. And everyone's like, yes. I mean, you know, even Pokey agrees here. We're talking about Tucker from VP. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't see that happening. I don't think just because not because I don't think he could do it or he's worthy. I just don't think Tucker Carlson would want to put himself through that. You know, for the money, it doesn't seem like a lot no, of money so. for that kind of, you know, criticism. He's doing pretty good for himself, is what it looks like to me. I think he's doing excellent with his new. Uh, hey, look who's on the chat. Hmm. Yeah, makes makes too much money. Let's pop to this police. Whoever video. Ron is said that. Got another guy on there? Oh uh, yeah, Ron says he makes too much money. He makes too much money. Talking about, talking about Tucker Carlson, I agree with that. I think he does. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I heard I heard Elon Musk was talking about being the president of the United States. And he said, out of all the different CEO positions, if you're a CEO, out of all the different CEO positions in the world, the one that has the least amount of power and you can make the least amount of difference is the president of the United States. Because a CEO of a company, you can say, here's what we want to do. And you have some advisors and stuff, but you can just implement whatever you say to do and you can implement it. But if you're the CEO of the United States of America, you have to go past Congress and the House of Representatives. So you have to go past all these checks and balances, which makes it very hard to be effective. And I, I agree with Elon Musk. It was a great point. Yeah, but I don't know that I, I'm willing to, to change the system to try to get some more efficiency out of it. I think... Uh... No, I understand it. I'm saying for a CEO, you know, for someone who's uh, like an Elon Musk, hey, Elon, would you ever want to be president? That was his answer. You know, you know, and I get I don't get what uh, what Trump gets out of being president. The guy wants it real bad. And, and I believe he is a, a patriot. I think he really cares for the country. Um, but uh, there's no there's no gain for him other than notoriety and maybe a tax. But there's no gain for uh, for Trump running for president. Uh, you could make an argument that he is uh, uh, vain enough to 
to want it for his own ego, but I can't say I disagree with the man. So there you go. Save America. I agree with Pokey King. Uh, I think we need a hammer in this next office. Yeah. I tell you what, if Pokey King keeps uh, going like, you know, Pokey's going, <laughs> we're going to put Pokey, Pokey as co-host on the show. Yeah. Going up. <laughs> so speaking of the show, tomorrow we have a really good show. Um, I'm actually in the, in the lighting business. The Christmas lighting business is what I do for a living. And then we do kingdom radio or I do kingdom radio throughout the year. Uh, Joe Lanou actually has worked with us on a couple different seasons, not all of them, but I'm in Houston. He's in the Dallas area, so to speak, but you know, he has some knowledge about it, but tomorrow we're actually having a show in the lighting business and it's a big it's a big thing in the lighting business. Some of the guests are big names in the lighting business and products and stuff. So I know this is a political show, but if you're interested in that one and seeing a different candid conversation in lighting, definitely tune into us tomorrow at five o'clock. And then immediately following that should be about maybe eight or nine o'clock when that one's over. We will be back here tomorrow night, definitely talking politics, trying to figure out what happens with this ultimatum that Joe Biden has put on Governor Greg Abbott here in texas and we want to cover the whole entire thing with the political election we do appreciate you pokey ron and all the people who've been commenting and being a part of our show there's seven of you out there we do appreciate that one on youtube and facebook so mm -hmm. keep it up man let's save america let's do the right thing and uh for now i salute you stay strong stay strong bye